Welcome to the family with Doug Sprinthal, co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt-Bernard, and Cassie Schrader. And we'll be right back, kick things off with the family. Kick! Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. That works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. So we don't have phones. No. Well, we have the old phone. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. There's phone cords in that box out there. Walzer Commercial, Tom. Live. That's right. Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. It's a new studio. It'll take us probably another five years to master it because of the new sound panels. Yeah, and also the glue. The glue stench in here from the new carpeting is I know. making everybody super high. <laughs> well, you picked the wrong week to quit sniffing glue, as they said. <laughs> anyway, we're excited to talk about three new stores that opened in the last couple of months. Uh, it started with our Subaru business getting, getting really out of hand. Our old store was on Cliff Road and 35W. It's where Alex bought our Subaru and, a bunch, and lots of other people. Uh, so we built a new one right down the road next to our Honda store on Buck Hill Road. It's gorgeous. Walzer Experienced Autos, which had been on Buck Hill, moved to the old Subaru site. And we built a brand new Subaru dealership that just opened last week in South St. Paul, 494 in Concord. Alex is going to get over there sometime because they have a dog park oh. at the dealership. I think that's so cool. I don't think May can be let out upon the mass is quite yet. <laughs> She's still a little crazy. <laughs> well, it's it's somewhat unknown. Speaking of Alex and Speaking dog parts, May, here she is. Couldn't find Dan's car. That's all I got. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Little Black Betty. Yep. So who's Black Betty? I don't know. I just felt in the mood to play you it. Felt in the mood for Black Betty. Yeah. Works for me, ladies and gentlemen. So did the temperature drop since eight o'clock this morning when I had to meet the Comcast guy? No, it's not that bad right now. No, it's, it's not. the cold front's supposed to start moving in through tonight. I think tonight it's supposed to get down to like 
38. Yep. It's going to get ready. chilly. I guess Somebody they're getting posted, lots, lots of know, snow in the mountains. You know already. you're a Minnesotan when you say, i got to cut my lawn this week before the <laughs> snowstorm on yeah. Saturday. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I know. It's like, well, let's see. Am I going to have a chance to put any of the lawn furniture in? I don't think I will. Maybe on Saturday for a little while. You don't need any lawn furniture in. It's fine. We have a wedding this weekend. Don't worry about it. A wedding? Somebody. Uh, wedding. Somebody's Someone's wedding. getting married. The panda wedding. That's exactly right. The panda wedding. The panda wedding? Andy Panda. We used to call him Panda all You don't remember Andy Panda, the cartoon character? I don't. Andy Panda was a huge cartoon character. I do not remember it either. From 1953. 1912? I think, basically, ladies and gentlemen, we should remove all digital from the world because it's getting so crazy. By by the day, it gets creepy. Just quit the podcast now. We're in trouble. Works for me. Works for me. Doesn't work for us, honey. Yeah. Listen uh, to this story. Celebrities and anyone all. else hoping not to be found by creeps on the internet can learn from an alarming stalking case out of Japan. According to media reports, a member of the J pop group Tenshitsuki Nuke Niyomi. Yeah. Rolls right off the tongue. Yeah, my uh, favorite group. Oh, favorite group. Love I just them. call them Tens yeah. or shit because that's in there too. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, nice. she was sexually assaulted at her Tokyo apartment building last month after a fan figured out where to find her by zooming in on the selfie the singer had posted. The selfie reportedly revealed the reflection of a train station or bus stop in 21-year-old Ana Matsoka's eyes. He looked at the reflection in her eyes and figured out where she was. This is about as creepy as it gets. I'm sorry. Police say Hibiki Sato... Uh, matched the image to one on Google Street View, traveled to the location, waited for Matsuko to appear, then followed her to apartment building where he molested her on September 1st. Well, that's just <laughs> There's crazy really people everywhere, and there always has been. It's, yeah, but, you know, we didn't Reagan have Google sh- Street View to match things up with before. We had, that's true, but we had, you know, Reagan got shot because a guy was trying to impress Jody Foster. Jody Foster. Hey, taxi driver was plenty good, man. Uh, As Matsuko reached her apartment, Sato uh, allegedly approached her from behind, covered the singer's mouth, and dragged her to a dark corner, reports Asia Uh. One. Arrested Tuesday based on security camera images, the 26-year-old also admitted to studying the direction of light and even the placement of curtains in videos Matsuka had posted uh, from her home in an attempt to locate it, police say. This follows similar attacks on other women within Japan's so-called idol culture, including the 2016 attack on Mayu Tomita, who was stabbed 60 times. As an expert uh, tells the BBC, even the tiniest details can reveal a lot of information about where a photograph is taken and information about the individuals in the photograph, particularly if it's uh, of high quality. He saw the reflection in her eyes and could figure out exactly where she was. I didn't think Japan had that many crazy people. (sighs) I mean... I don't not going to have none. I guess you're right. I that, guess you're not you know, going to have none. That's why I love Minnesota. Because it's not We Japan. don't have crazy people? Well, we have some, but we Holy still have... Holy God, are you kidding me? One of the most famous coaches in the history of the NFL goes on the radio and says, come on over this weekend, I'm having a garage sale, well, here's my address. that's true. Yeah. I think that's just cool. That is cool. Yeah. Let me think about it and I'll get back. <laughs> what do you think about that? You know what I'm saying. Uh, it, it's very interesting also, you know, where my parents live. They live in a tiny, tiny little town in uh, Arizona. And people are much more, things are just open, you know. Yeah. 
Things are, yeah. You know, there's this, we talked about this chapel. Nothing's on. open after s- <laughs> 4 p.m., but. <laughs> it's an early town. It gets too hot. Um, there's this chapel on the hill thing that has been, uh, it's really architectural. Gem. The Chapel of the Holy yeah, Cross. It's really beautiful. There was a crazy person that went up there. This, this is in Sedona. And Sedona. bashed in a bashed in a panel of glass and was in there while other people were there and was going to start wrecking stuff and they had to they had to stop him. That's the first time the thing has been open for I don't know 30 40 years something like that and nothing has ever even been taken. It's just the world we live in now. Did they ever figure out why he was so angry at the Chapel of the Holy Cross? He said he was just nuts. Apparently just nuts. It wasn't really that he had anything against the church God. or the architect or any of the anything. reasons why you'd think. He just was a crazy guy. A crazed human being. Well, they, the window that he punched out was still, one of the windows was broken when we were there. Yeah. So I don't know what to tell you. It's like I've never understood that attacking mosques or or temples or churches. Or, no. You know, could you just leave people alone? They're not exactly oppressing you with their religious beliefs these days, are they? Well, look how, look how people anymore. are acting about Trump coming to town. They're acting like <clears throat> it's the Armageddon. I know we talked a lot about that. <laughs> Actually, Chris Maddle, Chris Maddle sent me a picture of himself uh, standing next to the big blow-up Donald Trump baby, you know, the the giant one, Mm -hmm. and he's leaning up against it like this, and he's about a quarter of an inch tall comparatively. Like, what are you, two years old? I was reading Care 11 this morning. They post news stories on Facebook, and they had one about the Trump baby balloon is being flown on top of the saloon. And a bunch of people said, you've lost my patronage forever. Ah. Obviously not knowing that it's a gay bar. Ex- yeah. Kind of a gay bar. Yeah. That's where all the crazy young dudes hang out. A lot of crazy young dudes do yeah. hang out there. I rewrote a joke this morning for a gay, openly gay comedian. What do you think? I heard it, actually. I thought that was funny. Oh, you did? I did. What? I listened to your show I was when here I'm hanging on. with the Comcast guy. His name is Matt. <laughs> Matt? You were here with Matt? <laughs> yeah, Matt. 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 That is direct line now, just in case we need help. Take oh, that okay, date from State Farm. <laughs> yeah, what do you think of that action? Matt from Comcast. <laughs> well, you got to tell the joke. Yeah, I so, need to hear the joke. I rewrote a joke from Henny Youngman, an openly gay young comedian, needs to come out on stage and go, take my husband, please. Oh. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, it's Whoa. timely. It's timely. It's good. It's good. Very well good written. Joke. Well done. Well done. Honey. And then I rewrote a Richard Pryor joke, too. Okay. You Because know, he always used to go, bitch, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. I rewrote it, too. Bastard, what's wrong with you? What do you think? Well, yeah, it's a thigh slapper. That's a good one. That's a barn burner, is it? Yeah. No. yeah. More, it's more gender inclusive, depending on who you want to. Yeah, because a woman could still anything. be a bastard. But a guy could still be a bitch, too, because a bitch is just a reference to a dog. Female dog. Yeah. Yeah, it's a female dog, but it's still a dog. It's not a human. You know, we're all good to go. still have a gender. Yes. You wiring up the flex capacitor there? Andy? Yeah, honest to God. I love how you're working just on the because, show constantly. Just because... Matt came in. He has to rewire it. Yeah, Matt. Matt, Matt way to come Matt. in and screw up everything. Give way to go. Matt's so, do you? What time is the Trump rally? Do you know? Uh, I think they said five o'clock. I think five or oh. six o'clock, something like that. Where's it at? 
Target Center. Field. Target. Oh, target Center, that's right. Oh, so yeah, traffic target is going to be a nightmare. Oh, my well, brother and sister-in-law are going to be sitting good. in no. their basement with the lights off. Yeah. I just know it. Thinking the world's going to end. Look, I, I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. If you want to be president, you're not my kind of person. You just If you want to be that powerful, I think there's something wrong with you. Yeah. That's just my estimation. But I don't understand getting violent over the appearance of a president in your no. market. Yeah, I don't either. They really can't right. do that. They People just, are weird. <laughs> well, so far, so good. I don't think there's been any violence yet. They're starting to gather, though. I, I, I did see well, maybe that. Maybe this cold snap is coming together. in the nick of time. <laughs> exactly. It got cold just in time. <laughs> So nobody's going to be slipping each other. Too cold to go out there and protest. Hey. Yeah, I was going to. I really was. Yeah. But I haven't found my winter jacket yet. Yeah. So is the dry cleaners. Is there any update on the Kurdish situation, the Kurds? Because I do not like the fact that we abandoned the uh, Kurds to be slaughtered by the Turkish. I, what is that? You know that I'm not a fan of the president. I think he's done some things right. But he said yesterday, it was either yesterday or this morning, you know, uh, they didn't help us in World War II at Normandy. He did not say that. Yes. <laughs> the Kurds? That, that was his, part of his reason. You gotta love a man that holds a grudge. What? Yeah. What the hell is he well, talking I, about? I, 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 it, I haven't had any just, favors lately. I was stunned. Well, wait a minute. Did they attack the airports during the Revolutionary War? Well, yeah, there's that. Because there's another one he threw out there. The, did you know that? What? Donald Trump said that. Uh, that somebody prevented the... It was during the 4th of July celebration. 4th of July celebration. That they had. That, that they, they protected the airports during the Revolutionary War. Yeah. Uh, I don't I remember airports being in existence. 1774. I've always <laughs> given people passes when they have microphones on them 24-7. Yeah, well, and they're going to say well, something stupid. Yeah, but they not really that are. stupid. But that is... That's pretty stupid. <clears throat> what does he mean the Kurds didn't help us at Normandy? What so the hell why, does that mean? So why can't we just walk away from him now at this point? <laughs> I just don't yeah. get that reference at all. Is he crazy? Did we quit when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Pearl Harbor? <laughs> <laughs> and he's been watching Animal House. And the other guy goes, hey, he's on a roll. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know. Like I said, I don't like presidents anyway. I think they're all a bunch of loudmouth pains in the ass, but... I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where it ends up. This morning, I get up, and the first thing when I get up, I turn on my computer, and there are pictures of Joe Biden, Donald Trump, and Hillary Clinton. Oh, boy. Arf, like, what a way this, to start your day. This is what we get to choose from. This. Yeah. Really. What a star crew. <laughs> like, you can't pick on Bernie Sanders right now. You, you see oh, that? Oh, his daughter. Daughter-in-law. What? Daughter daughter in law. Oh. She was diagnosed with a disease and died two days later. Are you kidding? Like, yeah. What disease? I don't know. I'll find out. A bad one. Bullet hole. My God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. She, she was diagnosed with a disease and died 48 hours later. What disease? Wow. Isn't that is just this? horrible? I don't want that disease. What can I do to no, not have that disease? No, you don't want that disease. disease. I don't know. She was a vegetarian. Yeah, that must have been one. Oh, now, this is about Actually, his Sanders' slow pace. The people talking. with... The longest lives are people that are vegetarians but eat fish. Actually, vegans that eat fish are the not in my family healthiest human you can eat beings. Whatever you want, and live to that be is not true in the least, by the way. It actually is. No, it's not. Yes, people no. that don't eat meat and dairy are the healthiest and no, longest living. They are not. Look at all the blue zones. Look at all the yeah. They sure are. Fight, fight, fight. Just because you say no because you don't Food like fight. it doesn't mean it's true. I don't true. like what. Vegetables. What I said. What? You dairy? I, I eat a, dairy. There's a, 
He doesn't even know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. No, you're you fine. Don't. don't worry about a thing. I'm not, I'm not a big dairy eater anyway. I like right. cheese once in a while, but that's about it as cheese far as the dairy is concerned. Cheese is good. But as far as... Uh, I don't, I'm not a big milk drinker. I never did understand milk. It's like oh, sugary yes. water. Oh, my God. I used to drink gross. it by the gallon. When a lot I was of people kid. did back Ugh. then. Ugh. What was the other one? It's, it's the, no, what, what, meat and dairy? Meat and dairy are the two things that you'll tip over. You'll from. just die right flat then out and there. Lie. Flat out lie. It is not. It is. Oh, flat my out God. Lie. It How? is. What is, the, what is the data that you have to show that yeah, that's a lie? Yeah, where's your data? Where's Just your data? released last where's week. Your... Actually, you need to eat at least beef. You need to eat well, beef. Why? There is that vitamin that you can't get from anything. Right. Beef. You have to take a supplement. Vitamin beef. Vitamin beef. Get it? Something. Yeah. I, have vitamin I, B. Can vitamin. Have, I don't need to take anything, and I don't eat beef. Yeah, you well, you have to. I thought you couldn't get some certain vitamin unless it was. What about your mental malfunctions? Do you think that might be part of it? I don't need to eat beef. FYI. I eat a lot less of it, and I'll tell you why. It's really gotten expensive in the last year, too. Yeah, well, you got that right. And those cows are treated like absolutely horrendously. Not the ones that we buy. If you ever. We buy Angus only. They do not treat Angus beef poorly. Right up until the point where they kill them. Yeah, right. slit their throat. Where they shoot them in the head. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it happens to people in my old neighborhood on a nightly basis. What's the difference? Did you eat them? I was not I a big would, fan should've. of the show Friends, but I did love Phoebe. And remember the, the song that she sang, The Cow in the Field Goes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's how they make hamburger. Yeah. Singing it to a bunch of second graders. It's really yeah. funny. And the farmer she, takes them out back and shoots them in the head. Yeah. And that's how they make hamburgers. <laughs> Dan and I, Dan and I had that's true. the that's very funny. Dan and I had the Phoebe and Joey agreement when I was pregnant that Phoebe like needed to eat meat when she was pregnant. She's like, it's all I want to eat, and so Joey stopped eating meat while she, Phoebe was eating meat because he's right. like, because then no more animals would be killed. Right. Because he ate a ton of meat, and so Dan was like, I'd do that for you if you were like, I just want to eat a he steak. Does know that Joey didn't actually do it. Joey lied. You do know that. Well, and, so, and so did Dan. <laughs> no, I, I, I never had a single craving either of my pregnancies, so I have a question. It doesn't matter to me. What is it with these people uh, where killing cows to eat them is horrible, but cows farting is even worse, and then cows existing is really bad? They're going to have to make up their mind. Do you want them around or not? No, the whole point is... Is you that know, tons and tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of cows are birthed into the world to be consumed. Consumed. Yeah, if so. people didn't eat cows as much as they do, there wouldn't be as many cows to kill and to fart. fart. And to fart. And just exist and take tons of water and just use a lot of resources and kind of if, be horrible for our planet. If it's such a problem, why is it that I've never smelled a cow fart? Because you're not on a farm. Well, I've been on my farms in Golden Valley. I'm guessing. No, I was at my uncle, the Aunt Marianne and Uncle Larry's house, and they had cattle. You know, you, but you didn't hang out at a giant like this where McDonald's gets their beef from. You mean South America? No. It was South America for a long time. And we got to take a break anyway. We'll be right back with the family. 
It's Tom Bernard with CEO Michael Bilski from North American Banking Company. Michael, we spent some time talking about your free app and money transfer service, XCheck, which is just great, by the way. You can transfer money to your kid to travel home from college and lots of other uses. I got wind of another service you provide at North American Banking Company. What's this Super ID I've been hearing about? Great question, Tommy. Super ID uses your face proof and your finger proof to keep your identity and your money secure. It's really a foolproof way to protect your family and your business from identity fraud. It's simple, fast, and oh, the best part is that it's free to our customers. Super ID, super easy, and super secure. Visit nabanco.com or see my personal banker to get the scoop on XCheck and Super ID. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. If you're one of those folks out there still putting up with contact lenses or dealing with glasses, think just for a moment, what would it be like to wake up to a clear morning and experience your day with all the freedom LASIK brings? Well, I'm living proof. That dream can come true. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With the new year right around the corner, it's time to set your sights on 2020 vision. Get $500 off LASIK through the end of the year at Whiting Clinic. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contacts, then it's time for you to find out if you're a candidate for LASIK. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com for your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Imagine 2020, buy 2020, and let 2020 be your best year yet with $500 off LASIK at Whiting Clinic. Offer expires December 31st, 2019. Both eyes only cannot be combined. Results may vary. My co-worker's lame brains. <laughs> All right, never mind. I've been driving all night, my hands wet on the wheel. Wow. Yeah, she's got it dialed in, baby. <laughs> um, here's the deal. You know, as I said, I don't really have a person I want to vote for for, for president. I look at all these people. Tulsi Gabbard, I kind of like her because she, was, uh, she served in the military, and she's a very tough woman. I like tough women. So I don't know. I don't know enough about it. She's her, got a cool name. Tulsi. Uh, Tulsi. Living on Tulsi time. Tulsi Ridge, sounds like. Tulsi Ridge. What's yep. Tulsi Ridge? Sounds like it would be a Tulsi Ridge somewhere. I Tulsi bet there's Ridge a Tulsi Ridge someplace. Live on <laughs> 1735 Tulsi Ridge. <laughs> exactly. Still Tulsi Ridge Road. Yeah. Yep. Apparently, the... No, there's no Tulsi Ridge. I've never heard in of fact, any the of the people. word Tulsi really? apparently is Sounds made like up. I've never heard of any of the people that are running except for Tulsi, Trump, and Sanders. You've heard of Elizabeth Warren. You've heard of Pence. Oh, Pence yeah. Isn't running. I mean, no. what's his face? He's not running. Biden. Biden. <laughs> Biden, Pence, and Elizabeth you Warren. You know, that happens all the time. Like, People think that Biden and Pence are the same I know. <laughs> I don't know why that is. Because they have that. Honey, they're not the same person. I know. But Old they have that, man, they have that. vice president vibe. They really do. <laughs> oh, they really that's do. That's really nice. Really nice. They're cut yeah. from they're... the same cloth. Let's just say that. Uh, well, Bernie they... Sanders having a tough week, man. Yeah. <clears throat> and I don't I know I want to know what this disease is. What oh, disease? Yeah. That she that is, was diagnosed with. Well, we're going to find out right now. <clears throat> so here's the deal. Who? 
What's a Sanders? After it was confirmed Bernie Sanders had a heart attack last week. Oh, what? The oh, yeah. Hey. The Vermont. They've been trying Senator. to keep that hush, but yeah, it was uh, a full blown heart attack. heart attack. Should he be president if he has a bad heart? Mm-hmm. He not. thinks the not. The fact that he has a heart, he probably shouldn't be president. Well, Dick, Dick Cheney only had about eight. <laughs> yeah, he had about eight heart attacks. Uh, after it was confirmed Bernie Sanders had a heart attack last week, the Vermont senator and 2020 pre- presidential candidate spoke to the press and suggested he'd be slowing his pace. I think we're going to change the nature of the campaign a bit, Sanders said Tuesday per the AP. I'll make sure that I have the strength to do what I have to do. He added that he meant he likely wouldn't do four rallies a day. Now, in a new interview that aired Wednesday on NBC Nightly News, Sanders is, uh, Sanders, excuse me, is walking back just a tad. I misspoke the other day, he said, adding, I said a word I should not have said, and the media drives me a little bit nuts to make a big deal about it. Why, you make a big deal out of everything, Bernie. Well, what are yeah, you supposed I mean, to do? Well, yeah, Bernie's whole campaign is outrage. Exactly, so it's outrage. It's exactly no wonder he had a heart attack. You can't run around being outraged all the time. Yeah, it's calm down. You. I, for one, can. Calm down. I get down. just fine. We're going to get back into the groove of a very vigorous campaign. I love doing rallies, and I love doing town meetings. I want to start off slower and build up and build up and build up. So you have another heart attack? Great. Sanders also pushed back on accusations that his campaign tried to hide his heart attack. That's nonsense. We're dealing with all kinds of doctors, and we wanted to have a sense of what the hell was going on. Really, not run to the New York Times and not have to report it every 15 minutes. This is not a baseball game. No apologies, he said. So he just Sounds uh, like Bernie. Just going on and gone. Yeah, I mean, it's been a rough month. There's no doubt about that. Here's the deal. Uh, so he has the heart attack. Before that... Bernie Sanders had an even rougher week last week than people knew. The senator's daughter-in-law died on Saturday, the day after Sanders was released from the hospital following a heart attack. So he has a heart attack. He's in the hospital. They let him out of the hospital. His daughter-in-law dies at 46. 46? Of? Uh, Dr. Rain Riggs, 46, died just two days after she was diagnosed with neuroendocrine cancer. Neuroendocrine cancer. So what is that? Is that cancer? brain cancer? Nah, it's well, neuro brain. Well, your endo- but your endocrine system is your. <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty much just any sort of cancer of a hormone-producing hormone, cell. Yeah. Oh, okay. And they're not good. Pituitary, thyroid, Clearly. all that stuff. No, yeah. Uh, it's My word. Usually, like pancreas, liver, that kind of thing. Oh, that's not good. Oh. Yeah, it killed her two days later. She was diagnosed, and then she died two days later. That's unusual. <clears throat> yeah. That sucks. She probably didn't go and get her physical. That's what no, I was saying yesterday. you can't find those on a, a physical. A lot of times no, you can't sign that stuff. Like, the mother of three was married to Levi Sanders, the senator's only biological child. The candidate told reporters Tuesday that he plans to remain in the White House race, but is going to slow down and change the nature of the campaign a bit. He said he uh, had felt unusually fatigued over the last month or two and should have listened to those symptoms. So, yeah, he has a heart attack. He gets out of the hospital. While he's in the hospital, his daughter-in-law is diagnosed with a with a malady, and he gets out of the hospital, and the next day she dies. It's like, good God. That's a tough week. All right. That's terrible. 46 years old is way too young to be dying. Yes. Don't you think? Yes, I do. As someone that's substantially older than 46. <laughs> yeah, well, that's exactly that. it. I just do you isn't it unbelievable though that you got Bernie Sanders who's seventy Bernie Sanders seventy eight years old, Donald Trump seventy three years old, Joe Biden seventy six years old, and Elizabeth Warren seventy years old. Don't they have anybody like in the fifty range? Yeah, you would well yeah, they do have a few. But nobody's voting for him. No. 
Do you think Beto O'Rourke hurt all think, that? Yeah. I, what a douche that guy is. He's not done, but he's done in, the, yeah, in this done. campaign. Yeah, you haven't is. heard the last of him yet. He's no, not, he's not done collecting funds. Right. Oh, they're all good at that. Yeah. They're all really good at collecting this, cashing those checks. But I, I, has there ever been a time, I suppose, I was trying to think when, when, uh, when Bob Dole ran against Clinton. Yeah. No, Clinton was much younger than that. Yeah, no, Clinton yeah. was in his late 40s. Yeah. I think yeah. Kennedy was the youngest president. He, he was, yeah. I and think Obama that's 44, was pretty close, 44, and I think Obama was like 46. Yeah, that might be right. I think that is right. So we had a long run of, uh, well, Nixon, was he 70 when he got the hook? I think so. I think, I think he, he might have been by then. <clears throat> but I don't know. It's it's kind of interesting that we're we're in a world right now where the two generations currently – the baby boomers, and then you go. Well, you got to kind of put uh, millennials and Gen Z in the same same deal. That we have just those two things set up there, and we still can only find people who are in their seventies to run for president. That kind of surprises me. Yeah. Well, I do think that the the president is someone that should probably have some experience. In life. No, I agree. You're I agree. 40 years old. Well, you can't become president until you're like 30, 50 or 35 is in the Constitution. 35. Yeah. I mean, mm. think of all. Of course, it was written. I'm just thinking of my well, yeah. family in particular. It's like most of the boys in my family didn't even mature till they were 40, where you could call them a grown man. I read it years ago where a, a line that said American males reach maturity at 39 and it lasts about two weeks. There we go. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah. Pretty I, much true. I don't think I, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't met too many 30-year-olds that would have the composure and no. the wherewithal and the patience to be a president. Well, I mean, Doug did just point out that that, that law was written when people died by the time they were 55. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just saying, do you know anybody in their 30s that you would think would make a great president? Andy and Alex, Cassie. Yeah. They'd be great presidents. They'd be like, do whatever you want. Goodbye. The youngest president ever was. Here's my impression of President Cassie. Is this gluten free? (laughs) That's exactly Uh, what she said. Teddy Roosevelt's actually. How old was he? 43. Oh, really? Well, he was 42 and 320 days. Okay. But he looked like he was 70 the entire entire life. That's exactly right. Talk about a guy that had a bad day. When Teddy Roosevelt, Teddy. I, I read a, a biography of his by what's that woman, Doris? Doris Day? No, <laughs> Every famous historian. The only Doris great. I know. Um, on this, he was uh, in the state legislature in New York, and on the same day, his mother and his wife died. Oh, oh so man. he went mental and moved oh, out to South Dakota. Right, that's when he moved out to South Dakota. Yeah. Did you ever see that uh, miniseries oh, about him? I didn't. Oh, it was I would really like to see. good. The book was was really fascinating. It was he really was good. Very interesting guy. I didn't realize he was younger than Kennedy. But yeah, your dad's right. He did look like he was a hundred even back then. <laughs> you know, I just well, he had a rough life. Yeah, <laughs> he did. Yeah, you just reminded me of something back when Ted Kennedy was running for president. Some guy had a sign. It was pretty clever, actually, but it had a little drawing on it, and it said, "Can we bear Teddy?" Oh wow, that is, that's, that's pretty good, don't you think? I mean, that's pretty clever. Yes. Can we bear Teddy? Can we bear bear not, Teddy? He would not have made it. Ah, uh, no, he would not. Uh, well, unless he could kill somebody on the way over. 
I still don't understand how he skated on that deal. He murdered that woman, and he never spent a day in jail. Well, it's because you didn't live in Massachusetts in 1968. Well, and these guys true. were as close to rock star royalty as you could be. Oh, there's no doubt about that. I was on Cape Cod with my family when that happened. It was really? 68 or 69. I don't remember. But, you know, yeah. every, everybody's like, oh, I'm... I don't know why she drowned. Why didn't she just get out of the car? I mean, nobody pointed the fingers I know. at Teddy. Nobody. That's terrible. I mean, she was trapped and, and actually lived for a half an hour before she oh, finally died. God. Trapped underwater in a car. Steve is ready to go. Stevie Wonder? Yeah. Everybody knows. Steve, how are you? Steve, is it Russian or Russian? It's Russian. It is Russian. I wanted to make sure I pronounced it's your name right. A, a name that's in the news a lot, yes. I want to annoy you, if I, if I possibly can annoy you. How many people who interview you start the interview with, Knights in White Castle? Do they do that? <laughs> a, a lot of people do. I'm just glad that anybody remembers the Moody Blues. And, uh, oh. and uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's uh, uh, some people think it's K-N-I-G-H-T-S, like there's a castle, so it must be referring to medieval knights. Oh, I know yeah. it's a song, a very famous song. No, you're absolutely right. Pick it up where he left off in his acclaimed memoir, Stingray Afternoons. Steve Russian brilliantly captures a bygone era and the thrills of a new adulthood in the night, uh, early 80s. It begins in Bloomington, Minnesota, ladies and Represent. gentlemen. Alex's hometown. Uh, That's my hometown. I grew up in Bloomington. Oh, did you? I didn't know you grew up in yeah, Bloomington. Yeah, I graduated from Kennedy High School. I thought you were a hillbilly. No, no. Oh, well, she did go to Kennedy. <laughs> I graduated from we Kennedy We were Eastsiders. What did you say, Steve? You, you, you what? I graduated from Kennedy High School. See? You, you Cassie, and Kent Herbeck. Yep, perfect. Exactly. I, I started out at Lincoln, so we hated Kennedy. And then when they closed Lincoln after no sophomore Jefferson. year. Well, my brother, who was a year older, went to Jefferson. He got to choose seniors to be. He chose Jefferson. I went to Kennedy. My sister graduated from Holy Angels. And my oldest brother graduated from Lincoln. We never moved. And the first four kids graduated from four different high schools. <laughs> Jefferson had a great hockey. Was your brother a hockey player? Yeah, my oldest brother played at Lincoln and went to Providence College on a hockey scholarship, Ooh, and my youngest I, brother played at Kennedy and went to Notre Dame on a hockey that's scholarship. That's what I, I thought. I didn't get the, it skipped me, the hockey talent. No, but the writing talent did not. It skipped them and made it to you. Well, um, I like to tell them that um, you know I made the Kennedy <laughs> a sports hall of fame, and they say, yeah, but you were you were terrible at sports. You were a sports writer, and that shouldn't count. So um, ah, they may have a point there. They're just bitter. Come yeah. on. They're that's what I tell them. It begins in Bloomington, Minnesota, with a 13-year-old kid staging his own author photo that he hopes will someday grace the cover of a book jacket, and it ends at a desk in the legendary Time and Life building with that same boy, now in his early 20s, writing professionally, reflecting on how the hell he got there. Uh, I just want to hear all about this, Steve. It sounds like a fascinating subject. Well, you know, I, uh, I, I, I grew up in Bloomington. The first book, Stingray Afternoons, was kind of age 3 to 13, just you know, growing up in an American town and what life was like to be a kid. And second book is high school through college and moving off, moving away from home, you know, kind of, uh, and White Castle was our hangout, hangout in high school. Somebody said to me, you wrote a whole book about growing up in Bloomington? And I said, no, actually, I wrote two books about growing up in Bloomington. <laughs> and, you know, but to me, to me, Bloomington was the center of the world. That's where I was from. And it was, you know, sure. the Twins and Vikings and North Stars played in one end of town. So professional athletes were always coming in. We were on national TV. You had the Carlton Celebrity Room. It had oh, the word yeah. celebrity in it, so you know it was big time. You know, Roddy Dangerfield would be on The Tonight Show plugging his upcoming appearance at the Carlton Celebrity That's Room right. in Bloomington. Johnny would say, where's James that? 
Did yeah. you? Saw James I saw, run? I saw Cool and the gang play there, and um, we used to sneak in. Our friends worked in the kitchen, and uh, yeah, so uh, you know, Rodney would be on the Tonight Show and say, "I'm going to be in Bloomington, Minnesota." Johnny, where where is that? Rodney says, "You know, I don't know. I think my act's going to be reviewed in Field and Stream." And, uh, <laughs> That's and then, right. That's right. So, but that was a thrill. Howard Cosell would talk about Bloomington on Monday Night Football, and uh, you know, you had the airport there, so flight attendants are coming in from Sweden and and sunning themselves on the shuffleboard deck at the airport Holiday Inn. Where well, how would, had a how would you know that? You know? How'd you well, know that, I, I, Steve? My, my buddy had a pool membership there. Oh. You could get a swimming club membership and swimming another club. buddy yes another buddy's dad ran the place and invited me to sleep over on a saturday night before the vikings home game and the vikings stayed there saturday night so i could get their autographs so to me you know and, and the other big thing that bloomington had that other world class cities did was is it had a strip the 494 strip you had the sunset strip right. you had the the the, the uh, vegas strip and then you had the 494 strip so that clearly made us a glamorous Spot. Downtown Bloomington, where are you? Absolutely. Yeah. Isn't there a steak and we ale? We had the single from, yeah, we had steak and ale, uh, Rusty Scupper, Tommy Kramer might be there. You know, Bobby you Kramer. Quarterback. <laughs> we were too young to get in, but, uh, you know, those places, those are the places that my parents, you know, had matchbooks to. The Camelot at the far end of the strip, oh, and if yeah. you went on a took a prom date to prom and said, we're going to go to the camel lot first, but then you would take her to the camel lot at Southdale. At Southdale. Uh, yeah, because they were named for animals. So. My wife is making a face my prom, at you, Steve. I heard that, yeah. my, that? Wife is, my wife is making a face I at you right now. I would be now. very disappointed in that. Eddie <laughs> <laughs> Webster's. Oh, we got to take a break. Eddie Webster's. Steve, we'll be right back, okay? You have, another, you have uh, a full segment coming up, right? Sounds good. Excellent. We'll be right back with Steve Russian. Knights in White Castle, a memoir. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. The way this guy sings just makes me feel like I'm getting polyps. Well, we can't really hear it because, you know, Cassie's phone doesn't work again. It's not on my phone. You can barely hear it. I can hear it. You can only hear one channel. Because it was working, right? I heard it. 
You know, this was not a good album to come out when I was 17 years old. Why? I'll tell you that. I might have gotten a little wild while listening to it. Possibly. Steve Russian with us, ladies and gentlemen. Knights in White Castle, a memoir. Very, very quick story relating to what you brought up earlier, Steve. And by the way, what Rodney says is what he said. It's not what I'm saying, but I will never forget him saying it. So don't take offense. It was Rodney about, what was that, Steve, about 35 years, maybe even 40 years ago? Right, yeah. It was a long time ago in the Carlton Celebrity Room. The exact one you're talking about where he's talking about Tonight Show going to the Carlton Celebrity Room and being, uh, you know, getting the uh, critique done and feel the stream, all the rest of it. So I'm sitting in the audience, and Rodney Dangerfield's on stage, and he's just killing it, doing really, really great, right? Some guy apparently thought he would either thought he was going to match wits with Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> Good luck. or whatever he was trying to do. I don't know what an idiot this guy was. Rodney is just rolling. I mean, he's really kicking ass. And this guy hollers out, hey, Rodney, why don't you get a real job? And without even hesitating, Rodney said, I already have a real job, getting fags for your brother. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Wow. Whoa, Rodney. I will ne- uncalled for. I, I had never heard Rodney say something like that before. Well, I was like 16 years old at the time. And, uh, you know, I remember my buddy's mom got tickets to see Gabe Kaplan at um, the University of Minnesota. And this was, again, I in high school. That. And I was really yep. sick. And I... And um, but we went, but, but I talked to my grandma who was babysitting the time. Let me go, let me go. I went. I was fevered. Get up there, Gabe Kaplan uh, is just doing a filthy stand up. I'm like, this isn't Mrs. Cotter. And my <laughs> mom is sinking down on their seats, and I'm like, oh my god! It was, you know, when you when you're watching a, a movie with your parents or something, and there's like a sex scene, and you're like, oh god, I don't want to be here. Right. Uh, that's what that whole experience was like. But of course, the rest of the time, we were trying to sneak in you know, the, to see Caddyshack and um, you know all these R-rated movies that we were too young to see. We would. Uh, do that at Valley West, where he taped the door at the South Hill Cinemas, and you know we would sneak into whatever movie was showing there. But uh, but yeah, I certainly didn't want to see it with my friend's mom. No, no, <laughs> I can understand that absolutely. Uh, from a menial summer job at a, at suburban Bennigan's. Oh, suburban Bennigan's, not that one over there on not on the, Highway not Twelve. That downtown one. Not the downtown. <laughs> no, <that one>. <laughs> <laughs> He goes. I, got, I, I worked. At, I worked at the uh, at the. Uh, my brother worked at uh, the Bennigan's by over by the Radisson, and I worked at the Tom Thumb on uh, Normandale Boulevard. And so, whoever got off their shift, Tom Thumb closed at midnight. That's that was the extent of my parents' responsibility. They wouldn't have me manning the the uh, desk at a, the counter at a convenience store twenty four hours. But if I if it closed at midnight, that was fine. That wasn't putting me in in any jeopardy. You know, when you've got See? like the. Uh, the measuring stick next to the door frame. What, what could possibly go wrong? Yeah, it's a but, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I worked at uh, dishwashed at uh, at um, South Town. What was it? Uh, the um, oh god, the Irish Good Time Food Drinkery place. I forget the name of it now. Oh um, yeah, but, uh, South Town. Um, yeah, yeah, with the home of the Monte Cristo sandwich. I only work one shift. So oh, you, yeah, what you was can that place? See why. I used to eat the, those things all the time, which is why the Monte yeah, Cristos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, the Manly's. Sandwich, yeah. Oh, oh Manly's. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> she goes with Oh, Manly's. <laughs> yeah, it's Oh, Manly's. Oh, Gallagher's. Exactly. Well, they still oh, do Oh, Yeah, but um, so. Um, so, yeah, I lasted one. They, they asked me to take a broom and go kill a mouse up in the garbage room after Ooh. I was taking a break from my dishwashing shift. And I said, you know what? 
I handed the broom back to the guy and said, I'm, I'm good. And he said, well, could you just at least finish the shift? I finished the shift. And at the end of it, uh, the following week, along with my paycheck for like 12 bucks, they sent me a gift card to eat there. So yeah. this was like 1984. But uh, okay. I'm sure it's changed. That's all right. Eh, you know, little mouse droppings in your food. What's the difference? At all? No, there were no mouse droppings in the food. Are any <laughs> Bennigans even open anymore? When you're hungry for fun. But there's a Benigan, Bennigan's not far from here, isn't there? I think really? I, I haven't. I, I haven't. Uh, yeah. I haven't been to a Bennigan's in some time. I think there are. Where? I'm gonna look. They it used up. to be everywhere. There's one right. Isn't it right off of? It's right here. That, that was road. a road. That was a Carlson company, you wasn't know. it? Like like TGI Fridays is now. I don't know. Wasn't was Bennigan's owned by? I can't remember. There's one. Carlson. It's right off of 394, I swear. Yeah, There's one. I, I live in Clear Connecticut. Clear Lake, now. Iowa. Oh, you yeah, live? when I go back to Bloomington, everything has changed. And I don't I don't even know what's at Southtown anymore. Once the theater went from one big theater to, to divided by two to, yeah. to uh, gone, yeah. I, uh, I I lost my, my bearings there. I understand that completely. By the way, it says you in your bio, it says you still live in Minnesota. Well, I, 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 I pointed out to them. I, I wish that I did, but I, I live in Connecticut. I, <laughs> I, my, my, my dad lives in Minnesota. I have a brother and a sister who live in Minnesota. I go back as often as I can, but when I got married to a woman who grew up um, on the Connecticut-Massachusetts border and we decided where to live, I lost that coin flip and every subsequent coin flip <laughs> in the last 16 years. <laughs> yes, well, no, it's absolutely true. It, it, no locations found. Iowa still has oh, some. No, yeah. I, I didn't think there were any Bennigans left here. Liar. But in any case, so <laughs> so you wrote your first book when you were how old? Well, I didn't. I mean, I I had fantasies of being a writer, and uh, mm-hmm. I actually had my mom take a picture of me that uh, could be used as a jacket photo in the event of, of some emergency, and I had cranked out a book and they needed a jacket photo. That didn't happen uh, for for many years, but I, I had a book published. I had a, uh, I co-wrote a book with two other guys when I was in college, and um, you know, but uh, my first real book didn't come out until 1998. So after I was at Sports Illustrated, but you know, I had a brief torrid period of, of stealing books as a kid in Bloomington, uh, both from my buddy's house and from the Hennepin County Library. I still have one of them, was officially withdrawn. I had the author yeah. sign it, and um, yeah, and my buddy would, another buddy of mine would dumpster dive uh, behind. B. Dalton, where, where they would rip the covers off the books that, that weren't sold, and, and uh, he found a, a mine of, of uh, books. So Bibliopleptomania was, was my stock and trade. What's that? Why didn't they just donate those books? That's a good library. question. I know when, when I first started writing books, the, the publishers told me to sign as many, if I made a bookstore appearance, sign as many of the books that didn't sell as possible because then the, the publisher couldn't return them. And so I said, you mean I'm vandalizing the book with my signature? And they said, yes, <laughs> essentially. So. But I think, to, I think to save on postage, the booksellers are only required to return the cover of the unsold books, at least back oh, then. Oh, yeah. And so they would, they would rip the cover off, and then I think they had less, even less appeal uh, to be resold. Hmm. Oh, that's – I hate that. I, I hate seeing the abandoned – I hate waste. I've been a huge fan of a reading, and I, and I to this day, by the way, Steve, I still hold the book in my hand. I, I tried to do it in Kindle, but it just it – lost, it was lost on me. You know, I'm reading I'm the same way. Uh, yeah, are you really like to hold the book? I do like to hold Absolutely. the book when I'm reading it. And I like to go to a store and browse, you know, books. I don't, I don't like to just, uh, this is the book I want. I'm going to click on this, and three days later it'll arrive. 
So I, I, there are still bookstores, and, I, and uh, fewer and fewer of them every day, but yeah. and more and more plush toys in the ones that exist. But uh, <laughs> I still like to find them and, you know, walk in with nothing in mind and walk out with a book that I like. All right, very quickly, I will tell you, I was, I was upset because I bought uh, every book I could find by Gene Shepard, but not one of them's hardcover, which really upset me. I love hardcover well, books, damn it. My dad grew up in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and turned me on to Gene Shepard, and oh, everybody knows God. now from a Christmas story. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and, yeah. And I, yeah, yeah. So um, uh, if I could find hardcovers of those, I'd snap them up. I do like to haunt uh, used bookstores. Yep. So. But uh, what, what is it? Uh, in God we trust, it. all of us pay cash. I've got a paperback of that. You can get. You know, I can get what? Didn't we have somebody on the show yeah. about two months ago? It's a massive book collection. Oh, that's true. He is a man. If you want, if you want a Gene oh, Shepard, yeah. I'll get we a hold We of might him. know oh, people who know people. But you were beautiful. You, what was the book you just referenced there, Steve? By in Gene. God we trust, all of us pay cash. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, one wonderful book. Wonderful that's books. Great. Gene Shepard. I, I always tell people my my absolute fa- favorite short story of all time is The Blind Date, written by Gene Shepard. It's a brilliant short story. Really, what a writer. I mean, he's no Steve Russian, but, you know, he's good. Right? Yeah, I, I'm no Gene Shepard. I wish I were. And he, not only that, unfairly, uh, like you, he also had a, uh, a great voice. I mean, you know, he I'm did. supposed to read yeah. from the book tomorrow night at a thing, and I hate reading because I hate my voice. you got and a good voice. you feel like an idiot. Well, you feel like an idiot standing up in front of a crowd and reading from your own writing. Uh, um, you know, especially since you wrote it kind of alone in a room. And, yeah. and um, you know, not as a writer, you don't tend to see people reading their own stuff. It's not like stand-up comedy or, or uh, you know, live theater where you get an immediate reaction. And so to stand up and then hear crickets as you're, you're reading, usually in a library where people are trained to be silent anyway, yeah, yep. it can be a, a little unnerving. Do you think, and I can ask, our, our son and daughter are here, and Cassie, uh, you're, what, 38? Mm-hmm. Do you think hardcovers will even exist in 10 years? I mean, did you, well, did you know, I hope so. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been hearing for 10 years that, that not only hardcovers, but paperbacks and, and physical books in general would be going away. But mm-hmm. they've kind of, uh, they, they, they haven't. And uh, I'm not sure why, but I think people still um, still like, a lot of people anyway, still like have, holding that in their hand. And, you know, it's such a battle um, to to uh, the phone, the, the smartphone. It's just to get it, rip it out of anybody's hand, to get them to read anything that isn't on the yeah, phone, to get yeah. them to read anything that's longer than uh you know, a thousand words, and you know, sometimes now you read stories on your phone, and it will say at the top, six-minute read or three-minute read. Like, don't worry, we're not going to waste your time. So to get somebody to sit down and read, in my case, ninety thousand words, um, you know, the format that I want to read that on is is a physical hardcover book. I don't want to read that on the screen, but you know, some yeah. a, a lot of people do. But I still sell more physical books than I do. Uh, e-books, which is good. See, that is wonderful. I should mention this, by the way. Steve Russian is the author of Road Swing, which was named Top 100 Sports Books of All Time. It's a hell of an honor, Steve. <laughs> well, I'll take it. No, yeah, I like he goes, uh, I'll take it. So you named the Top 100 Sports Books of All Time, is that right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It didn't say named by whom. I think that was named by Sports Illustrated. And while they were employing me at the time, I had nothing to do with uh, with naming that. But uh, you know, one of the books I stole as a kid uh, kind of really loomed large in my 
uh, imagination as a kid was Ball Four by Jim Bouton. Oh, you know, kind oh of great book, behind great the, book. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I think that dissolved away, some uh, marriages, though, didn't it? Yes, I think it yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, it definitely did. It definitely did. In fact, um, <laughs> I, I saw a repeat yesterday of a of an old Johnny Carson show, and he was a guest on it, and oh. he said, you know, I, I wrote this in 1970. Now, seven years later, this was 1977, you know, everybody's got a book out kind of exposing their own clubhouse, and mm-hmm. Mickey Mantle, who he's, you know, ex- kind of exposed as a hard drinker, was doing uh, beer commercials and kind of making a, a rubber chicken dinner circuit uh, living off of, you know, his sort of drinking adventures, and so... Uh, that changed everything pretty quickly. And in fact, Jim Bouton lived not too far from me in Western Massachusetts and just passed away recently. But, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, that was a book that, you know, after I, after I stole it from my, my buddy's brother's bedroom, um, kind of <laughs> set me on my course, I think. So That's really nice. I still uh, have it. Yeah. By the way, I should mention, Steve, that that book changed part of my life because as a little boy, before the Minnesota Twins came here, I was a New York Yankees fan. The Twins came here when I was nine, and I was a Yankees fan before that. And I remember how upset I was when I read Ball Four and heard that Mickey Mantle would slam little children's fingers in the bus windows if they bothered him too much. That's right. That's oh, right. God, that upset me. That's unbelievable. Did at any time, did at any time in the past week or so you regret uh, having switched allegiances? <laughs> I have to think it through. I don't know. I, I have a hard time giving, paying allegiance to anyone at this point because we're just right. you know, we have we have the president in town today, and my God, we, the, the protesters are everywhere on both sides. And I just thought, you do realize that you know he's going to be around about another year, maybe five at the most. It's not going to end the planet. I'm not a fan either, but I certainly don't get all with. As I said before, Steve, I've, I've said this many times. Um, if you want to be president, you're not my kind of guy. <laughs> just a fact. Well, uh, I will say he's not my kind of guy, and leave it at that. Yeah, well, that, yeah, that's and that's good. See right there. Here's the people I like. Here's the people I don't like. You know, that's fine. I don't need to go. Why you moron? You like him? It's like calm down, relax. Buy Steve Russian's book. It's R U S H I N. Steve, you're a great guy. We should have you on more often. Whether you got a book out or well, you you got to come out with more books anyway, but. We got to have you back on again. Great interview. Knights in White Castle, a memoir. It is available on Amazon and everywhere you get books. Steve, thanks so much for your time. This is a great, great interview. Thank you. Thanks, Tom. My pleasure. Thank you. Have a great day. Steve Russian, ladies and gentlemen, again, R U S H I N, Knights in White Castle, a memoir. We will be back with car selling secrets Woo-hoo! moments from now. Wow.